You see, Jason was my son. And today is his birthday. I'm a messenger of God. You're doomed if you stay here. What's up, guys? Welcome in to another episode of It's a Horror Podcast. My name is Wes. Howdy, folks. It's your boy, Kev. <laughs> and we're, uh, it's, it's Sunday morning. We're having a good time. We're laughing and joking about some shit. And uh, I, we're both very, very excited about this episode. Um, it's our, what, our sixth or sixth, or sixth entry in our director series. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people have already said they're really excited about this episode that I've kind of told some people what we're going to do. So, uh uh, we're going to be covering none other than Toby Hooper. Uh, of course, we all know that Toby is a huge presence in the horror community. Uh, of course, he's since passed. Uh, when, you know when he passed away? I guess you'll be talking about that later on. But. Yes, I've got the exact yes. date for anybody wondering. All right, cool. We'll wait. We'll wait till uh, that comes up. But yeah, he's not been with us for a while. But we you know we miss him, and he gave us so many, so many good movies, um, just classics. So yeah, we'll be covering those later on, of course. Um, but you know, let's just, let's just, I guess give us a little bit of a taste of what you'll be talking about later. Don't give us too much. Just give us a little taste of Toby. Um, obviously he has a lot of kind of groundbreaking horror movies. He really helped lay the groundwork for slasher films. He, um, of course has several ghost movies, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll be talking about a lot of them here in a little bit, but, um, one thing I noticed with Toby Hooper, he's either a boom or bust. Um, that's just kind of my personal opinion on him. He's got, he's got good movies and he's got a decent amount of bad movies. Now, obviously that should make for an exciting shit pick. I've got one, but I've also have a couple others I could think of. So, um, I'll, I'm excited to kind of give my opinion on that, but yeah, overall I I enjoy a lot of his movies, but, um, I'm excited to see your opinion as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I think you know, I agree with you on that. I think it's you know he is a hit or miss type guy. Um, but when he hits, man, it hits fucking full blast right in your face, spray the walls, the whole deal. So, yes, I'm very excited. So, uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm just ready to go, dude. I'm sorry to get this thing going. So, you know what? Let's just get into it, and then we'll just if we have anything to talk about later, we'll just all just lay it out then. So, all right, man. Let's uh, let's get some Tobian. Willard Toby Hooper. His first name is Willard. Did anybody know that? I didn't. I didn't know that at all. (laughs) So Willard Toby Hooper was born in Austin, Texas in January 25th, 1943. He passed away almost three years ago on August 26th, 2017. Um, He kind of got his start um, when he was nine years old. He would, you know, just film kind of little things here and there with his father's eight millimeter camera. Uh, his parents owned a theater in San Angelo as well. So he kind of comes from that background of being in, around the stage and theater and all that. His first short film was called The Heisters, which was released in 1964. And his first full-length film was called Eggshells, which was released in 1969. Now, I'm not a betting man, but I will bet pretty much anybody $1 listening right now that 
None of you have seen either of these. Have you seen this one? No, I've not. All right, so I'm already off to a good start. So someone prove me wrong if someone's seen it. Um, he has 19 full-length films directed. Damn. He has 17 writer credits, nine producer credits, and six acting credits. Now, he kind of makes several cameos in some of his films. Obviously, that's where most of his acting credits come from. I know he's in Body Bags, um, maybe some other stuff, but not sure. All right, I'm going to just run through these 19 films full-length films he directed in the, the year they came out. Does that sound good to you? Sounds perfect, man. Get, up, get All on right. it. Tits. All right, so again, 1969, his debut film, Eggshells, was released. Uh, same year, he also released Peter, Paul, and Mary, The Song is Love, which was a television documentary. <laughs> so, oh, wow. Hippie. Yes. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, he did release some hippie stuff, too. He talked about that in a couple of interviews, so uh, yeah, that's that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, obviously, you know, once you make a television documentary, you know, like a hippie style thing, the next film you're going to release is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre because it only makes sense. Of course. Yes. Yeah, totally. That film was released in 1974. His follow-up to that was Eaten Alive, came out in 1977. A very divisive film. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. 1981, mm-hmm. The Fun House. 1982, Poltergeist. I don't think we'll mention Poltergeist at all today, so might yeah, as well just, not. yeah, just that's yeah. that's all you're going to hear. Uh, <laughs> 1985 came Life Force. See, I always want to say that in like two words because like Life Force, like, you know, because you pronounce the two F's together almost. Life Force. Right. I don't life know. Force. So it's like Life Space Force. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love your Life Force. <laughs> so then following that was uh, Invaders from Mars from 1986. Also this year was Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Another film we're not going to talk about at all today. Nope. No, I know. I know your ass is going to. I, I, honestly, oh, no, okay. No, you know what? Never mind. We'll save that for later. <laughs> come on, man. Give me a rap seal. Let's go. Come on. Nineteen ninety. He released two films. One was Spontaneous Combustion, and the other one is I'm Dangerous Tonight. I haven't seen either of those personally. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, I don't I say that to you all the time. I'm dangerous tonight. Oh, well, mostly in the mornings, but I think that's because that's after you had your coffee. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, 1993, he had all, another pair of films come out called Night Terrors and Body Bags. 1995, mm. he had a film starring Robert England called The Mangler. 1999, a film called The Apartment Complex. Year 2000, he released Crocodile, which I'd never even heard of personally. Yeah, right. Uh, 2004, Toolbox Murders. 2005, Mortuary. And 2013, a movie called Gin. Now, I don't know anything about that one. Personally, I haven't seen that one either, but it like it was his obviously his last film released seven years ago. So I would definitely be interested in watching it because whenever I think of Toby Hooper, I don't think of modern horror. You know, you just think of his work in the 70s and 80s. So and but that's always kind of a thing with a lot of these directors is, you know, when they were big in the 80s, you know, they don't really have that magic anymore. Uh, So, Mm. yeah, that'd be worth checking out. But, yeah, that's that's his. uh complete filmography wow he's um, that's pretty impressive like you said 19 films that's you know it's funny because people might look at that and go it's not very much but i mean think about that over over decades and, and the stuff you put out too is just we all know that i mean we hello we all know his name you say his name and it's oh yeah Texas chancel masker or poltergeist you know it's like he's you just know he's synonymous with stuff like that so it's like that's a lot like that's a ton so oh yeah. definitely and it's even like it's very interesting to think that he has a film released in six different decades you know you got the 60s 70s 80s 90s 
thousands and two thousand ten. So I th- I th- yeah, when when you see when you just think of nineteen, you might not think of a lot, but like it's very historical. You know, he's he's been there for a long time. He's been around the block, so to speak, just like you. So it's Woman. it's pretty impressive. And what can I say? You know, you've he, been around the block, you, you know, one, two, you know, a hundred times. I mean, you know, it is what it is. So. Indeed. Hold the hole, right? <laughs> 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 Moving along. Uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Should we explain how uh, this works for new listeners? Yes, please do that. All give right. Us, give us a spill. So obviously with the director series, we kind of go over the history of them as we just did. Now in this next segment, we, Wes and I, we choose – well, excuse me. I'm I'm used to last season when we both had a shit pick. Uh, yeah, no. I'll, I'll go over my shit pick, and then we both have top five films for, of his. Obviously, I don't know his list. He doesn't know mine. So, you know, there's going to be a difference there, maybe. A couple times we've had the exact same list without knowing it. Um, yeah. We kind of avoid talking about these films or even the director ahead of time. All we know... Going into the next week is the director we're going to talk about, and that's it. And then we just kind of riff the rest. You know, it's a little, it's a little fun. Add a little jalapeno to the chili, little, little spicy boy. There you go. I love that. <laughs> I gotta say it every time now because I know you love it. Seriously, I do. I love it. It's just when I, when you say it, I just you know I, I get all warm and fuzzy inside. I think about chili. And, yeah, it's you know, the jalapenos like, is warming you up. In fall time, and you know, cuddling with you, watching movies, and you know, get some PSLs. Yes, PSLs and some PDA and all that good stuff. So. <laughs> was that you that, lo- that likes pumpkin spice lattes? Or that, was no, that, no. That's Adam, that's, isn't it? That's Adam. Adam's oh, okay. a basic bitch. He is definitely a basic bitch. So, yeah. <laughs> Adam, Adam, if you're listening, uh, we love you, dude, but you're a basic bitch as fuck. So. Savage. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, you know, you got to call it like you see it, you know? I mean, I guess so. We we do love you, though. Uh, and I can't wait to. Uh, to see him again in the next con or whatever we end up at because, man, he is so much fun just to hang out with. So I yeah. literally just texted him that today. I was like, man, we all got to get together soon. Obviously, Seriously, for I'm telling you. the listeners, Adam, scares and terrors on uh, Instagram. Yes. yes, there you go. So go follow him right now. If you don't follow him, what the fuck is wrong with you? I feel like it's been a while um, since you said that. Like, it was very nostalgic hearing you well, say that. I mean, I, I said it last episode, but like I said, we <laughs> the, the time between these episodes have been like you know far far between because we've been like we stockpiling episodes. So it's like I told him earlier, I was like, I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. So I know, seriously. Um, yeah, I mean, we don't talk when we meet in person. I just we just wham bam, thank you, ma'am, and then move on. So um, that's why I like to do it. So it. all right, well, I think it's time to uh, discover which movie that you didn't think was very good of Mr. Hooper's. And I'm excited to find this out because, like I said, I, I, have, I have no clue what this is going to be. So, <laughs> so. Well, let's do it. Hey, kids, it's time for Kevin's Shit Pick of the Week. So, like I mentioned, I had a difficult time coming up with this list, or I guess this one film that matter there was a lot of okay i'm not gonna say a lot there was a decent amount of films that i feel like could have been here um Mm -hmm. but there was one film in particular that i could not finish and it might surprise a lot of you i know it'll surprise you oh shit my shit pick is life force Okay. (laughs) 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 Woo. okay that's i I was about to say i was like dude if you say something i think you're gonna say like let's just call it a day no okay from what i've heard the mangler is awful but i'm not gonna lie i haven't seen it so i I can't just put that in my list i i had to pick life force because 
I always finish movies, right? If, even if it's awful, mm-hmm. I still give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, okay, maybe the twist, maybe the turn, maybe the ending will change my mind. Because I don't want to give up too soon and like miss out, you know, I don't yeah, know, yeah. BOGO. Okay. Or no, what is that? Fear of missing. <laughs> FOMO. Okay. <laughs> Close enough. BOGO. BOGO is Bob won't get one. It's like, <laughs> I mean, oh my God. That was great. That was absolutely great. That's a dad joke right there. Actually, yeah, so. 100%. <laughs> um, but oh, so, with that being said, I could not finish Life Force. Um, I had to turn it off. I it was, it was just a mess of a movie, in my opinion. It was extremely boring. It was just like British and like in space, and it was very bland to me. Uh, space vampires and just like this crazy shit. And, and I mean, a lot of this, there's a lot of kind of classic imagery. Like if you see a still from this movie or something, you can be like, oh, that's Life Force. But I hated it. I hate this movie. Uh, there's just, I like I said, it's a fucking mess. Like just not, I, I couldn't really make sense of anything that was going on. And maybe I need to rewatch it to kind of change my mind, but I don't think I ever will. I, I I bought it on Blu-ray and I watched it and I immediately sold it. I was like, I just can't. I can't. I can't do this. Uh, but I also kind of had some runner-ups. I don't know if you want me to mention those because it might, you know, tip my hat to what's not in my list. Yeah, let's let's let's, let's talk about that. Let's have a couple to talk about at the end too. Let's let's just kind of add those at the end. Yes. I don't I don't want you to tip your hat at all. Like I said, I'm excited for this list, so yeah, I don't want anything coming up. So okay, yeah, I'll save those to the end. So if you want to hear other movies from Toby Hooper that I absolutely fucking hate, then just stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for me too. Yeah, I think I, I think it's gonna be more like a, at the end, not honorable mentions, but like yeah, the shit picks that I didn't talk about. So yeah, that works. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't talk. I didn't uh, watch Life Force. Um, I read some stuff about it. and I watched the trailer. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm just gonna skip this one because it just didn't look good. So I'm glad I didn't watch it now. So yeah, it's just not my jam at all. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, it, it, you said it so accurately though. The fact that it's hit or miss with him. So it's it's that's the most accurate statement you've made to date, honestly. Because like it's, I'm looking at his filmography now. Going, yep, that's that's pretty spot fucking on. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, I guess we'll just uh, take this one in and flush it down the old crapper. See you later. Later, life force. Fuck you, life force. Yeah. Or life force, life force, life force, life force, life force. Life force. Yes, life force. Oh, life force, life force. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess uh, we since we got past all that, let's actually get into the good movies that Mr. Hooper has put out. And like I said, I'm very excited to hear this list from you because I have no clue what you're going to pick. Um, I mean, I think I know what your top picks are gonna be but like five through three i don't have any fucking clues so yeah, yeah it's a toss-up uh, yeah all right here we go with the transition let's see what you think about this one uh here we go with number five number five come on franklin it's gonna be a fun trip like the unknown and strange and bizarre things. Uh, it's, it's really weird because I've had people ask me about making these films. Or, or, do they scare you when you're making them? And it's like, no, it's not at all scary. Fucking Franklin. God damn it. 
I was watching the movie again. And I was like, I got to put that in there. I was like, Salad. Salad. <laughs> he is the best worst character of all time. Oh, one hundred percent. No one beats him because I love his hint. Like, I, I, I wanted to put in. Okay, the, the name of this uh, episode is going to be called uh, "We Picked Up Dracula." Because I love that part when he when they get the hitchhiker in the truck is we just picked up Dracula. <laughs> I just love that shit, dude. Classic. Oh my god, it's just great. Anyway, all right. Well, number five, sir. All right. Um, one that a lot of people would probably have up higher on their list. I mm-hmm. I do enjoy this film, but not as much as everyone else. Uh, I have the Fun House. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Good pick. Solid pick. Um. So to me. Everyone says this is a slasher movie, and I mean, technically it is, honestly. I mean, it, it is, but the kill count is super low. It feels a lot more primitive than its release date. It was released in 1981, you know, so you have all the 81 slashers that were coming out, you know, The Burning and Friday the 13th Part 2, and 81 was really kind of the penultimate year for slashers, and obviously all the special effects and shit, and Funhouse just kind of feels a little premature. I mean, it's... It, I, it's been a little bit since I've seen this one, but like I almost feel like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is more kind of not only intense, but a more gruesome movie. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. I always just felt like the fun house felt like a seventies horror movie. And it was released in 81, mm-hmm. but I mean, oh, that seventies and eighties are only separated by a year, you know? So it's, yeah. it's just picking hairs at this point, but yeah. I, I really, really love kind of fun house settings or, circus settings or carnival settings um mm-hmm. i'll say settings one more time <laughs> uh, <laughs> wait what was it you said settings that what it was settings yes all right cool settings all right That's um cool. settings okay moving on <laughs> uh so but the bad guy in this movie is fucking terrifying I and mean, oh no oh yes. my god <laughs> so anybody who's seen this movie knows exactly what i'm talking about i think it's a very kind of really sick looking character i i love kind of the dual face i it's hard to explain but like again if you've seen this you know what i'm talking about just the look of the killer i i wish i knew his name so like if anyone hasn't seen it they could google him but just look up the fun house from 1981 and uh you'll find it but yeah this one's just kind of a little bland there's a lot of downtime uh but i i do enjoy the setting obviously like i mentioned the killer is really cool and pretty fucking scary but it's also worth noting, too, the VHS cover or the older cover. I'm not sure if it was on the VHS, but it was a poster for the movie. It had a clown. Mm, you ever see you know right what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm like, oh, dude, this is fucking awesome. That clown's not in the fucking movie, is he? No. I don't. I, don't, I mean, if, if he was, it was like a flash, the rule, you know, just real second, you know, like a quick second or whatever. Yeah, because that's what I never understood. It's like, oh, you know, that's probably the killer or something. But I never understood that, man. So many movies will like to pick something on the cover well, that's not even in the movie. Well, I mean, if you, if you look, I'm looking at it right now. It's like it looks. It's like a Jack in the Box. Okay. And it's and he's popping out of the Jack in the Box box, and he has like an axe. So it's more of like a funhouse, isn't like a an homage type thing to what carnivals are and how scary they are and it can be or whatever. So I think it's more like a thing of like. I mean, to really be fair, yeah, but, but I've never seen a Jack you know. Box Jack in the Box at a at a fair. Yeah, I mean, one of their vibe, I guess. It's oh, you know what? Fuck it, it is what it is. Um, you know that little know like hippo ride, that. like you're in the, you're in yeah. the hippo's tummy and you're like swirling around. They should have just had the clown like sitting in that with like a with like a fucking holding a sign that says murder or something else spooky. You know that would have been a great cover. 
I mean, that would be, yeah. <laughs> Can you just imagine the whole inside says murder. It's like, I know what this movie's all about now. I got to check this it's out. Gonna be about, it's going to be about pizza. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting in a hippo's tummy, like, just swirling around. Hell yeah. Now, that's real That's real suspense, folks. That's what you. That's what brings in the box office earnings. I mean, that would make you – I want to go see if I saw that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. just think about things things swirling around in your tummy. Like, that kind of reminds me of you a little bit, so. Boy, don't you know it. But, like, honestly, mm-hmm. th- if, if that was the depiction of this movie, that'd be number one on my list, and that should be number one on everyone's list. I agree. I can't argue with that as sound logic, dude. Very sound logic. <laughs> <Christ>. <laughs> I mean, um, all right. Anything else to add about the uh, the fun house? Nah, sir. What do you got for number five? Uh, well, before we move on, I want to say one thing. Like you were talking about the difference between like eighties and you know how the different decades kind of like have their own like you know type of feel, or whatever. Like it seems like like seventies movies kind of spilled over into the eighties. Like you know Halloween. I think almost like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth and you know early eighties films kind of have that same all that same feel. But as soon as you get past like eighty three, you see the change to eighties, or maybe it's eighty two, I guess. But it's like, like cheesy, then, yeah. yeah. But, but then like, but then like going into the nineties, like you don't really go nineties until you're like ninety one, ninety two. So it's like there's like that one year where they have like that crossover where you still have like eighties films in like nineteen ninety. There's a couple that were like nineties, but like for the most part, they were kind of like still eighty ish. But then then once you get into the nineties, you, you then you start getting into the actual nineties like feel and look and you know, type of film and it, the spillover is kind of cool because you have those films that are kind of nostalgic for you, like, you know, earlier on. So I think that's kind of cool how that works out. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I thought I'd bring that up. I'd be kind of, you know, smart for a moment. So. Well, it's interesting also worth noting kind of how you mentioned each decade has its own feel. It's like, you're trying to pinpoint modern horror films and thinking of the two thousands, like, I don't really see as much of a standout as so. You, obviously, seventies movies has their feel. Eighties, nineties, they all have their feel. But when you think of two thousands, like I don't really think of anything in specific. In in two thousand ten, were just kind of classified the the Conjuring and Annabelle craze and the demonic and the possession. You know, yeah. something that I'm not particularly fond of. But like, what would you classify like two thousands era as? See, that's, you're exactly right. I, I don't even I mean, like, maybe I guess like the cinematography, I guess the way it's filmed, it looks more crisp and clearer. But other than that, I can't really think of a way you can set them apart, honestly, because like they kind of have because once you get to a certain point, like the 2000s, like they, everything was kind of nostalgic. Everything went back retro and they were kind of like trying to capture that same feel. All the know? remakes and reboots as well. Yeah, I, I guess a lot yeah. of those remakes and reboots are made in the like mid to late 2000s. So maybe that's yeah. the feel of the 2000s was the uncreativeness. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, was, it sucks, you know, but there are a few standout films, but like the same, like, you know, that the uh, Texas Chainsaw remake, like, I love that and it looked great, but like, you know, it was just kind of like, it was what it was. I mean, there's like, I don't know. It's, it is hard to explain because you like, you, you say that and I'm like, wow, that's so crazy that you, I can't really pinpoint a lot of the 2000s or 2010s movies, like what year they came out because like, I don't know, but like, I can definitely tell like, you know, Halloween and Friday 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and, and scream and you know, those are very easy to, to pull out of those decades and go that was you know mid 90s that was you know early 80s or you know mm-hmm. yeah oh well it's kind of is what it is but uh yeah there you go yep all right well my number five film is one that you have never seen before and i'm kind of sad that you haven't but um my number five is stephen king's the mangler oh no shit yeah uh tell me about really this movie because i honestly don't know that much about it 
I won't, I won't give up too much away because I want you to see it, but, uh, and I'm sure, I'm, you know, I think a lot of people haven't seen this film, honestly, because it's one of those under the radar type Stephen King, you know, and now Toby Hooper is the one that directed it. So it's like, I mean, there's two big powerhouses right there. And of course you have Robert England as the, one of the main characters. So we have three big powerhouses in horror right there just together. So, I mean, you can't miss. And a lot of people do give it shit. I don't understand why they give it shit. It's kind of, it's kind of hokey and cheesy, but like, you know, it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, it's about a, a, like a clothes press that like attacks people. It sounds cheesy as, it sounds cheesy as fuck. It really does. And it kind of is, but dude, the kills in this film are really intense. Really? Yeah, there's, yeah, I'm telling you, like, it's, because you think about, like, you know, if you work at a place like a factory or whatever, and there's, like, machinery around, you know, I used to work in a place kind of like that, and it, you kind of think about, what if you get caught up in this machine? Like, how much it would fuck you up? And it's like, you know, it's something you don't think about a lot unless you work near machines a lot, but, dude, I, yeah, it freaks me out just to think about it, honestly, because machines are not, like, you can, okay, if you're in a slasher film, like, you can kind of reason with the killer or you can distract it or you can, you know, plead with whatever. And that, that sometimes you get away, sometimes you won't, but like, you know, there's that chance of, you know, well, he may not catch me because, you know, he may trip up or he may slip or whatever. When machines get a hold of you, there's no forgiveness. They're just going to fuck you up. True. There's just no, yeah, there's no way around it. So that's what's so freaky about this film is that most of the people that get, get, get caught up in this machine don't have any way of getting free. So I won't go too much detail on that, but yeah, it's the storyline is very interesting. Um, Robert Ingham plays a like the the head of this, you know, like I was like a clothing press, or they, they do like a lot of like folding of like you know big like humongous blankets and stuff for like hotels, I guess or whatever. But um, but he runs this place like a fucking you know slave factory. Um, all these hot ass women are like working there, and you know you can tell he you know is not very up and up on how he treats them and stuff. So it's like, it's very, it's very dated to be, to begin with. Um, but he, Robert plays the, the part so well. It's so creepy and he's so, he, he's so dirty. Like he just, Oh God, he's, he has like one eye and wears a patch. And um, Ted Levine is in this too. Of course, you may know him from Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. And he is so animated in this movie. Like he's just so like, you just love to watch him talk and like just interact with the rest of the characters and stuff. And uh, he's like the skeptic. Like he doesn't think like this machine is, you know, um, possessed or whatever. He just thinks this, you know, this, this, the machine is just fucked up and people get, can get caught in it. But he, he puts on a very, very good performance, honestly, in my opinion. Um, the ending gets a little hokey, but it's it, other way. You really couldn't do anything else other than the way they ended it, honestly, in my opinion. So if you don't like the movie because the ending, you really need to kind of, look at the rest of the Stephen King, you know, movies or books or how he likes to flesh things out towards the end of his books or his movies, because he does the same thing almost every time. So, I mean, it, you know, plus this was released a long time ago. So the, the CGI is not the greatest. So it's, it is what it is, but, um, but like I said, the kills are really good. There's one kill that I won't give away, but, uh, someone gets, um, I'll just say someone gets folded up oh, and shit. it's just, it's just fantastic. I won't give anything other than that because it's. I'm telling you, you really need to watch it. But um, it's like practical effects. Of, some of them are. It's it's kind of mixed up a little bit. Um, it's CGI'd a little bit to kind of help it along, which again, it kind of gets in the way sometimes. But it's not so much you can't like enjoy what you're seeing. So gotcha. if that makes any sense. Yeah. 
But uh, this film was just really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I <laughs> saw it for the first time uh, with someone I would rather forget, but we'll move on from that. Um, so, so I'm rewatching it a few times to kind of get that, you know, wash that out of my, my brain and get that out of my, my life. So anyway. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, so you really need to check this out. Anyone's not seen this film, go check it out. It's really good. I'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere. The only, the only thing that I can't figure out, but uh, it may be on Amazon Prime. So but yeah, definitely go check it out. Yep, yep. Yup, yup. Uh, anything you want to add before we uh, move on? Oh um, no, no, no. I mean, you know, I haven't, I haven't seen that one. So, but honestly, I, I would totally check it out by, from what you've said. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just throw it on one day, and you know, just play, you know, after Sunday, after Sunday afternoon or something like that, where you're kind of chilling out, just throw it on. And like I said, Robert England's in it. So I mean, yeah, fuck, he's amazing. So oh yeah, always, always. Robert, if you're listening, love you, buddy. All right. I don't think he listens to this, but anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Moving along to number four. Here we go. Number four. Come on, Franklin. It's going to be a fun trip. I like the unknown and strange and bizarre things. Uh, it's, it's really weird because I've had people ask me about making these films. Or, or do they scare you when you're making them? And it's like, no, it's not at all scary. His voice is amazing. Very gravelly. Mm-hmm. I like it. Um. So, number four, I've got Body Bags. Nice. Now, All right. I thought this was just originally like a John Carpenter directed thing, but mm-hmm. um, I guess he is credited as directing this film as well. So I know I know there's three different stories. It's it's a horror anthology. Is it's honestly one of the better kind of unknown anthologies in my opinion. I know we probably mentioned it in our anthologies episode all the way back in season one, mm-hmm. but you have three different segments. You've got the gas station with Robert Carradine. You got hair with uh, Stacy Keach and I with Mark Hamill. So you you have some insane star power in these, and it's just a really really fun anthology film with g- great stories. Um, uh, this is one of those ones where you don't really take it too seriously. I mean, it's fun. It's a little campy. John Carpenter plays like the morgue or the mortician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he plays the entire morgue. No, uh, <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. And, you know, if you haven't seen this film and if you like anthologies, then I would I would 100% recommend it. Uh, you've seen this one, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really fun time. Yeah, it really is. I actually got a little, uh, like, physically sick watching The Eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I covered that in the John Carpenter episode. Uh, I think it was, like, number two or number three on my list. But, yeah, it, it uh, for some reason, it just, I don't know, watching that that few scenes about the physical part of the eye just ooh, got to me mm-hmm. ooh, big time so yeah i mean if, if it can physically make me sick yeah you've got to watch this because i'm telling you it's if you haven't seen it before definitely go check it out but um yeah yeah I mean, anything you want to anything else you want to add yeah i was going to give a quick quick synopsis whoa 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 back up back up run up on it again i was going to give a quick synopsis of uh the short stories go. and what they're about so the first one's called the gas station it's about a serial killer uh, 
I mean, that's pretty much it. Uh, David Naughton is also in it, and Wes Craven, believe it or not. Uh, Wes Craven! Yes, it takes place in a... Gas station. Exactly. If you didn't understand by the name what it was about, it's about a serial killer at a gas station. Um, The next one is called Hair, and it's uh, the main guy. He receives a botched hair transplant that infests him with an alien parasite. Now, I know that's probably not a sentence you'd ever expect to hear, but here we are. (laughs) <laughs> and then followed up by a, a segment called I, which is another transplant story where Mark Hamill plays a baseball player who loses an eye in a car accident and receives a transplant. But the transplant came from a killer. Ooh, scary. Ooh. So. Have you ever seen Have you seen the movie Body Parts? It was a 90s movie. Uh, no, I know. I can think it's of the cover, but I don't think I ever have seen it. Yeah, it's about I think it's about like a a person that receives a uh, arm transplant from a guy, but it turns out that the person was like a serial killer on death row or something serial like that. Serial masturbator. Just can't stop oh, jerking yeah. himself off. I mean that's you're talking about me? You're talking <laughs> about Oh, you're talking about the guy. Oh, sorry, you're talking about the guy in the movie. Sorry, sorry. Yes, the guy in the movie, yeah, not me. Don't, don't. Um, but, but yeah, but like but like the, the killer like is, is like hunting down the people to have his parts and he's like trying to put himself back together. So it's, it's, it's pretty interesting. Actually, it was a very decent film. So, um, I mean, we probably recovered on the show, but we may, you never know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. But like, I love, I love the, uh, the second one's probably my favorite. I mean, I love the first one cause Wes is in it, but the second one, like I'm saying to Keats plays that part so well. Like he's, I love the other one when like he first wake up, like he wakes up the next day and his hair is like long. And he's like, "Oh my god, Lumbus!" He's like, he's just like in love with himself. It's, just, it's, just <laughs> great. It. it's so great. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Body Bags, definitely go check it out because it is definitely a very, very good film. Yes, one hundred percent. Yep, yep. Well, uh, I'm gonna, I may ruffle some feathers with this one. Um, I'm probably gonna ruffle some feathers with you, especially. Oh, my number, my number four pick is the Ghost Story of Poltergeist. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I don't have qualms with that one. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Um, so we covered this in our ghost episode. Um, and we, I'm pretty sure we both love this film. Um, it, it's, it's a very dated film. Like the sexism in this movie is like crazy off the charts. Like there's this, the scene where uh, the daughter's leaving for school and they're out there digging the pool. And like the guys are like in their thirties and forties and they're like, Hey baby, what's going on? And like, you know, licking their lips and stuff and like so cat calling her. And she's like flicking them off. And even the mom's in the kitchen going, Oh my God, so funny. I'm like, <laughs> no, oh, fuck. I don't what the, what the fuck am I watching here? I mean, this is crazy shit. I mean, you know, you gotta just, and, and I'm not going to say, Oh, it's the times I mean, it's totally fucking wrong, but I mean, we can't go back and change the film. The film is what it is, but I think it's fucked up. Like, if anyone was cat calling my daughter like that, I go and beat the fuck out of all of them. Oh Maybe yeah, no be, kidding. Burying that fucking pool. So anyway, um, but yeah, it's you know, I, and I love like the setup of this film is great because it kind of shows you classic suburbia. Like there's like the scene where like there's the guy running down the street with the beer and like the kids are chasing him down with their remote control car. And, you know, it's, it's just so like, you know, every day, like, you know, uh, let's all hang out in the neighborhood and have fun and stuff. And the scene where they're trying to watch the game and like the next door neighbor has a clicker that they are changing those television channels and stuff. And just, it's so eighties. It's ridiculous. But, um, at the same point, it's so great. I love, I love because it's, it's so like, mundane and so normal and so like you know unsuspecting and then the way this movie just ramps up to the end like it's just so like 
it's a slow build. It's, it's almost called a slow burn. Not really because there's a lot more that happens. But like it's just so like normal at first. And the end of the movie, you're going, what the fuck, man? Like that was crazy as shit. Um, if you haven't seen this movie before, really, you, you really got to go see it. We're going to ruin some stuff about it. So if you want to just fast forward to the end of this till you see it, do that. But um, I love the way that like the scene, you know, when, when everything gets sucked into the room the first time, like – it, it, it sets it up so perfectly for this, you know, this ghost hunting team to come in and do their thing. And it's just, it's very comical too. This movie is very, it's more, it's like horror comedy kind of, but also some really freaky, scary ass parts. Um, of course, the scene in the pool where the mom falls in after the second, like I call it the second attack where they think it's all over. And then the shit just goes even more awry toward the end. Uh, but the scene in the pool with the uh, the corpses, of course, we all talked about this before, that the corpses were actually real that they use in the film, which is crazy to me. But Insane. Um, it is fucking crazy. Like, how did, they, how did that even happen? Like, how, how, how I don't did they know. pull that off? I don't know. Like, I don't – I'd like to really find out, like, the behind-the-scenes shit for that because, like, how – yeah, I, I don't know. I throw my hands up in the air. I don't know because I don't even – I can't even begin to think about how they got that and how they use that in the actual film. But I'm sure if I was, uh, what was the, the girl's name? I can't remember her name. Uh, Joe Beth Williams. I don't know how I'd feel if I was her with those actual corpses staring me in the face in that fucking pool with the dirty water. Oh God. It's, oh God. Freaks me out, dude. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, I know you're probably going to cover this later on, so I won't go too much in detail, but I will just say like, as my favorite part of this is as they're driving out of their, their subdivision, I, I wrote this in my notes. I'm like, the carnage uh, as they drive out of the subdivision is on a biblical level. Because it is. Like, it's like shit's going so crazy at the end of this film. You're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, this, and, and even part two, I wish part two was directed by Toby Hooper as well, but it was, I think it was Brian Williams or something like that, or Brian, I can't remember the fuck his name is. But anyway, two is really scary too uh, with the old dude. You know, he kind of reminds me of me. I mean, I'm that old and that freaky looking. So, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of relate with him more than anything, but uh, that one's even freaky too. But yeah, this first one just, it sets the bar pretty high for the, even this series is not that bad. Like it's, you know, one, two, three. I think it was like, was there a four or just one, two, three? Uh, just off the top of my head. I only, I can only think of three. Yeah, me too. That's In the I remake. Said. Yeah, but Well, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, the remake was, it wasn't bad, but like, eh. <laughs> I really watched the original, but anyway. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it at that because I know you have some more stuff to talk about. Um, and it's funny because there's one, one more thing. The the sound that the – okay, like the part where she's trying to get into the room and, the, and like the ghost is on the door, like stopping her from coming in. Um, the, the, the sound that it makes is the MGM lion, you know, that you see what? the first of most – Really? Films. Yeah, if you listen to it, it's the same exact lion sound, yes. Damn, I didn't even notice it's that. A, yeah, I don't think they ever still never said it, but like it, it is exactly the same thing. It's hilarious. Damn. Uh, yep. Good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, let's just move on because I know that you'll probably be talking about this film pretty soon. So I don't want to step on your toes at all. So uh, maybe, you, maybe not. Let you get it in there, buddy. We can get it in with the movie, not with. Well, I guess you can get it with me. <laughs> you can always get in with me. All right. Oh, you know that. Uh, let's just, mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. Number three, baby. Number three. Uh, it's, it's really weird because I've had people ask me 
about making these films? Or, or do they scare you when you're making them? And it's like, no, it's not at all scary. Number three. All right. Now, Poltergeist. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this movie's just very creepy, man. There's a lot of memorable scenes. Obviously, the tree, the clown, the the pool. You know, um, fuck. What's the what's the name of the actor in this? Craig T. Nelson. Yes, yes, Craig T. Nelson. Why would you move the? cemetery but not the bodies he's flipping out um that's extremely memorable everything about this film is very creepy and uh uh, we covered this on i think our ghost episode episode. was it episode yeah it seems like forever ago but insane um here we are season three um (laughs) so the same damn films yeah Something that <clears throat> kind of boosts this film to me was always the curse associated with this film. Now, I'm sure you know about it, right? Yes, I've heard about it. Yes. So it's like kind of all the things that happen to the actors in this movie. Um, of course, everyone knows the youngest daughter, Carol Ann, played by Heather O'Rourke. He- Ooh, Heather O'Rourke. Tough to say. Uh, wow. <laughs> she, she died six years after the movie was released at age 12 from an acute bowel obstruction now being like a 12 year old and suffering something like that is fucking awful um and not only she's not the only person from this film to die soon after it was released uh dominique dunn who played dana who's the oldest daughter who you were just talking about who was being catcalled she died five months after the movie was released uh, oh, that's right. I remember yeah. that now. She was only 22. She was strangled by her ex-boyfriend, John Thomas Sweeney. And even more fucking crazy about the whole situation was he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter and served three and a half years in prison. Wow. How the fuck that's... does that happen? Oh, I'll tell you what happens because the system's fucked. The system's been fucked for decades and it's just more of the same bullshit. So It's fucking sick. That's, but yeah, so it's... Be that as if, ooh, we should start like a crime podcast where we go into like curses and stuff. That'd be fun. It's a crime podcast. <laughs> yeah. We're going to come up with a new podcast every single episode. Someone, someone actually said, they go, they missed the other day. It's like, yes, let's do the, the action. You know, it's an action podcast. I'm like, oh, I would, but man, that's just so much work. I know, I man. Yeah, we already have our uh, plate pretty full as it is now. But hey, who knows? Maybe once we get like 16 seasons down and we have nothing to explore, maybe, maybe then we'll do it. <laughs> Oh yeah, there we go. I like that. <laughs> um, oh shit! But yeah, man, Poltergeist, very, very, very classic and in- influential film. I think it's very important. Um, it's got a lot of good scares. Obviously, I saw Scary Movie before I saw this movie. Uh, specifically, <laughs> Scary Movie Two, I think, is when it was spoofed a lot. Yeah. So, a lot of moments I would watch Poltergeist, I would think back to that and obviously i can't take it too seriously which scary movie a lo- several of those movies really ruin a lot of horror for me because i got i watched those movies kind of before i was huge into horror um you know just yeah. being a young kid and growing up in the early 2000s you know those were just movies they're like my favorite movies of all time and i never really understood a lot of like the subcontext or what they were covering or talking about until i was older and then i would watch a movie and I'd be like this seems familiar, and I'm like, oh shit, it was in scary movie. So that, like, it's cool going through <laughs> aging, and then you're like, oh, this is where that came from. 
Well, I know you're talking about the scene with Tori Spelling and uh, the guy fucks <laughs> yeah. up, up the wall and everything. And the scene in Poltergeist is the scene where Joseph Williams' character is like really like pushed up the wall and yeah. over to the side. Yeah. In her underwear, it says like Tuesday and yeah. it, like he looks at yeah. the calendar, it says Friday or so. I was like, oh. <laughs> that movie is it's probably it's probably my favorite. I'm thinking like people get on me all the time, but like I think the second one's my favorite for the fact of all the jokes are just spot fucking on. Oh, dude, I love the so first good. one because it's spoof scream almost exactly, but I don't know, it kinda gets to me a little bit that kind of you know spoof my favorite film. But, uh, I think two definitely my favorite, but uh yeah, that's good. So stuff. good, that's man. Good. Uh, he's like they 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 put the glasses on. He's like, yeah, this this picks up any kind of a, you know body, you know, was it like body fluids or whatever? And he has like stuff all over his chin. And he's like, what? Well, I got some of my I got some of my shirt. <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. And one more thing too is that okay. I used to be a huge fan of the of this TV show Coach. It was on in the nineties. Did you ever watch Coach? Uh, no, but I know about like Craig T. Nelson being in that. Yeah, dude. Okay, hilarious show. It's the same thing with fucking uh, Bill Cosby. I mean, I grew up on the Cosby show. Mm-hmm. Kind of find out that Craig T. Nelson was like, was it sleeping with like the 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 girl that got killed? Um, Dominique the, Dunn. The, he, um, yeah, were really? they sleeping together? Or he was trying to date her, or something, something like that. I forgot exactly what the exact thing was about that, but yeah, he was a damn pedophile. Like she was like, it was like Jesus. To to be fair, yeah, she it, was twenty two when this movie. But, but I thought there was maybe it was maybe it was another maybe it was like someone else on it because she he was like dating someone on there maybe it wasn't her maybe it was someone else but it was someone that was really young Damn. on that set that he was trying to date so I'll I'll have to clear that up later on if anybody knows what the deal is with that let me know because I think I made that wrong but that's what I heard that he was just all over someone that was underage so anyway Jesus Hollywood man fucking Hollywood Tell anyway. Me, man. Crazy as shit. Well, we need to overhaul that shit anyway. But. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think uh, my number three film is coming up. Uh, okay. My number three film was your number five film, Funhouse. Okay. Um, I really, really, really enjoy this film. Like I, it's like you said, it, it just feels like a seventies film. Has that cool feel. Like, and I love carnivals and you know uh, amusement parks and like that. I love that. So to like, they take something that's really fun and that everyone loves to go to and like have fun at, it and just turns it into this, you know, just horrific set of just you know, fucked up shit. Uh, like you said, the villain in this, like the called the monster, he's free. Oh, dude, I mean, good god, he's freaky as hell. Um, I wish he'd actually been in the. Uh, they put him in like the little sideshow, you know, and like, <laughs> the Barker for the. Uh, I should, I should have put that in the transition too, but I didn't. Um, the Barker that's standing there for the, uh, I guess the oddities. And he's like, come see, you know, you know, God rejected them. You know, they're alive, 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 alive. <laughs> like and you, you hear that for like 30 minutes straight in the background. I'm like that's so creepy. Like it's just, it sounds so weird. And the way he stares at everyone too, when he's saying it, it's just, Oh God, creeps me out. But, um, yeah, this movie is one of my, one of my all time favorites. Um, it's, it's a good, simple setup, you know, the way they set it up with, uh, I guess, the daughter that wants to go out. And the dad's like, you can't do that because, you know, the carnival has been known to, you know, last year the people went missing. And she's like, no, you know, I'll go, you know. Oh, oh I forgot the first of the film, too, where she's in the shower. And then, like, this like person's, like, stalking her, like, pulls the shower curtain back and, like, stabs her. But you find out it's a fake knife and it's her brother, like, attacking her in the shower with a fake knife. <laughs> what the fuck, man? I mean, I would never do that to my sister. I don't know what he's thinking or uh, – I mean, I guess it was a good, you know, nude shot at the first of the film to kind of get you involved. But still, um, it is what it is. But, uh, 
Um, but yeah, just the story itself is just great. I just, I love the way it all fleshes out. Um, you know, they, they want to stay over and sleep in the, the fun house and, you know, cause people are like, Oh yeah, someone did it. You know, I want to do it too and everything. But they find out that some fucked up shit's going on behind the scenes with this, you know, one of the, the carnival workers. Of course, he's like the, he has like the Frankenstein mask on working the fun house, you know, you make sure the carts go through everything. But he takes the mask off and you're like, holy fucking shit. You know, people knew who this person was that was helping them get into the fun house. Like they would be going to the fun house, but, um, yeah, just a really fun time. Like you, I, I echo everything you said before, but it, it feels a lot like Halloween to me for some reason. I'm not sure why the way it was filmed, uh, but it has like that creepy feel to it. So yeah, and that Halloween atmosphere too. Yes, exactly. But like I said, it, this whole thing of taking we talked about this in the Eli Roth episode, taking things that are normal and then fucking them up. That that always gets to me. I always, always like to see that because you know real true horror happens every day. You know, we see it in the news, we see it, you know, on social media and it's like, that's the stuff that scares the fuck out of me and stuff like this. Like, you know, real shit that could actually happen. That really fucks me up. Of course, that's the monsters a little more on the up and up, but um, you know, something going awry at a carnival could actually happen. So yeah, that's, that's just my feel for it. So totally. anyway, yeah, and I still I hear that barker in my dreams, you know, just alive, alive, alive. It's just I can't get out of my head. You do good at that. I actually, I may, I may go try to join a carnival and do that. So, Hell yeah, you should. Mm. You like that to turn you on? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what? Okay. <laughs> anyway, we are we are fucked up. Okay, <laughs> top two. Here we go. You ready? Yes, yeah, sir. Number two. things uh it's it's really weird because i've had people ask me about making these films or or do they scare you when you're making them (laughs) it's like no it's not at all scary yeah you big pussy (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) that threw me off i wasn't expecting that (laughs) all right um summer number two spot is my only producer credit in my top five that he's done. I've got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. I see. I should have done that. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. That's right. You take all the credit. Go for it. <laughs> so Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake, man. It's, I know we try to keep it from each other cause we never really did a proper remake list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which we should, which we should. So I'm not going to say anything, but I mean, I know. Just, uh, just uh, don't tell everybody else, but I know what you're going to say. So let's just let's just move on. Okay. Well, if you already know, then I can say it to people. <laughs> Fine, say it. Let everyone know. This is my favorite remake of all time. Yeah, we've uh, talked about yes. this before. Okay. But 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 to, to to protect you though, it was in Atlanta. We were both drunk as fuck, and you were kind of telling me all the stuff you wanted to say about movies, and you just said, "You know what." My favorite remake of all time is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. I said that? And I, yeah, oh, you did. And I looked at you and I said, okay, I'll give it to you. And then I put your thing in my mouth and kept going. I mean, uh, <laughs> as I a, put as my a drink in my mouth. Should. I put my drink in my mouth and kept going. Let's put it that way. Okay, there we go. I, I, I seriously said anyway, that? What? I don't remember that at all. 
he, he really didn't say that. I just wanted to make that. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, well, we got <laughs> we've been super drunk several occasions together, so I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I could. I might have. I think. I, I think you, we talked about this on our text or our. Um, uh, I think it was the uh, Hills Have Eyes show because we were talking about remakes, and oh. I think you brought that up in that show. I think. I think because I've heard, I've heard you say it one time before. I think that's when we talked about it. But anyway, that could be it. it yeah. Yeah. So anyway, remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man. I think just it perfectly encapsulates everything that a remake should have. Um, there's enough kind of callbacks to the original, a lot of loving odes to the original. I feel like I've mentioned this like f- five times now on different episodes. I-, I just can't really up this movie enough. I know a lot of people either kind of love it or don't like it at all. I've noticed. Mm-hmm. But to me, it's just kind of the penultimate modern slasher film and it's weird to say something was modern and it was released 17 years ago you know but still like 2000s God. films are they still kind of feel modern you know it's that's crazy it's, dude 17 yeah, years ago yeah 2003 man fucking insane wow. that is insane um anyway. yeah it's got enough kind of callbacks and a lot of feels of the original the griminess but it also just it, it includes just uh, <sighs> It's its own film. I'll, I'll say that. There's a lot of differences, too. You know, a lot of different characters, and obviously including Arlie Ermey as um, Sergeant mm-hmm. Dingle or whatever the fuck. What, what's his – do you know? remember his name in this? I, I don't. Sergeant something. Uh, Sergeant York. No, that's not right. <laughs> that's going to fucking bother me. Um, uh, okay. Keep talking. I'll look yes, it up. Yes, thank you. But regardless of that, be that as may or may not be, I just think this film is just gross and grimy and – I love that with my slasher films. It's it, it feels very realistic. Everything that happens in this movie could happen. Obviously, as you know, kind of the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre has. Um, but it's just, I love this film so much. I don't know if it's the nostalgic side of it. And obviously, for people that know me, they know how kind of unorthodox I watch movies. Because growing up, I kind of grew up during the remake era. You know, I was nine when this one came out. So... I would obviously watch all the remakes before the originals. So mm-hmm. I know that's kind of wrong and, you know, mm-hmm. unholy, but that's just kind of how I was. So I was exposed to this one before the original. So I just have a huge love for this one. Maybe that's why. Maybe I wouldn't like it as much had I seen the original first, but yeah. It was, uh, well, I mean, his name is, is credited on an IMDb as Sheriff Hoyt. Oh, Sheriff, not Sergeant. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sheriff Hoyt, that's what they call him. In, in the way he gets that, we find out how he gets that in the Texas Chainsaw, the beginning. Yes. You know, the prequel to this remake, So, which is not, which is also a very good film. So, Yeah, very good. I think. Yeah. So, yeah, Sheriff Hoyt is his name. Uh, I love Arlie Army, man. He is he is a fantastic. Have you ever seen Saving Silverman? No, huh? Oh, my God. It's with uh, Jack Black and, um, oh, what the fuck is that guy's name? I can't think of um, Someone right now is yelling at me right now because I can't think of his name. But anyway, Arlie Ermey's in it, and he's 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 one of those like you know spaced out like uh, you know ex Marines or ex uh, you know Army or whatever, and like he's just like having flashbacks and shit. <laughs> Great, it's fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, no, very solid pick. Uh, I love this movie. I'm telling you, it's yeah, like I I won't say it's my favorite, but it is up there in like the top three. So maybe even top four. Damn. So. Um, yeah, so it's really good. So yeah, I've, I we really got to do a uh, remake episode. Actually, I think you know what next. I think next season should be like a, I want to say free for all, but I think we should do like different episodes with different 
themes. Yeah, no one would know what's coming to him the next week. Exactly. I think that's a good idea. I think we should do that because, like I said, there's a lot of different things I want to cover on a lot of different movies and some different series that I want to cover because uh, we could rank, you know, more than just – we could actually rank some of the series we haven't covered, you know, Saw and um, a few other ones we haven't covered yet. And then we could do some one-offs like favorite remakes and stuff like that. So we can just do like a little, a little uh, mixed bag of stuff next season. So Yeah, I like that idea. Cool. Perfect. All right. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. uh, I wasn't waiting until Pillow Talk tonight, but, you know, I'm glad we got that on the way now. Oh, so. of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, are you? I don't want to step on your toes. Are you? You all finished up? Yeah, no, I think I've got pretty much all my opinions on this one out there. I just think it's a very well made film. It's beautifully shot. The cinematography is mm-hmm. great. The setting's great. Obviously, Leatherface is. Oh, uh, this is my favorite Leatherface portrayal, by the way. I know blas- blasphemy, I, but no, no, I agree with you. I, agree. I mean, I, I, I like. Um, oh God, Gunnar Hansen. Forget his name. There we go. I knew his name. Please don't, please, everyone, please don't slide in my DM and tell me. I knew it. I just couldn't think I'm old. My pill, it's it's early in the morning. My pill is still kicking in. So, um, yeah, I love Gunnar Hansen. Trust me, he's a badass dude. But, yeah, you're, you're right, though. He does play this very, very well. So, I, yep, with you on that. And Jessica Beale. Oh, my God. Woo. Oh, Jessica Beale. Um, Timberlake, dude, uh, I'm just going to say you're looking. I think they, I think they broke uh, up. He cheated on her. No, they didn't break up. They they're still going. Oh, are they? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. I think there was there was a little bit of a hiccup there, but there were people thought it. But I think she's still with him. So damn. Well, well, good good for them if they can work that out. <laughs> damn, I was on my chance. Man, hey, it's a, <laughs> it's a celebrity drama podcast. All right. It is. I mean, tune in next week for uh, more you know celebrity talk. <laughs> talk about Kim Ye next week. Kim Kim Ye. Who's Kim Ye? Kim Kardashian, oh, Kanye West. Kim. Come on, man. I see. I didn't know that. You're way ahead of yeah. my girl on that one. So, anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, I think we know what my top two films are going to be, but you know what? Let's just get into it. Uh, my number two film is the very nostalgic Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. Mm. Um, this movie gave me nightmares a long, a long time when I was a kid. Um, I saw it. I was in middle school, and I saw it at a friend's house. And I can cover this before. We've talked about this before too. But I saw it, and I seriously, I mean, right hand to God, I heard chainsaws outside the house that night. <laughs> I really, I, no fucking kidding. And it freaked me the fuck out. And still to this day, this movie, watching this movie, like, it kind of takes me back to that time, long, you know, thousand years ago. And it's, it's freaks me out every time I see it. But so many epic scenes in this. Uh, I mean, the opening scene with the Mercedes and the truck. Um, you know, truck driving backwards down the down the the bridge. Did that that, that whole scene is so fucking nostalgic. When the guy wearing like the oh yeah the, the the glasses with like the reflection of like the eyes in the glasses. Like I used to have a pair of those, so I fully yeah that's that was totally sick. Cool. Yeah, I know, dude. Um, and then, like the scene with uh, um, wow, I am forgetting names like crazy in this episode. What the fuck is wrong with Dennis, Dennis Hopper? Hopper. Maybe? Yeah, so Dennis Hopper and he goes in the chainsaw store and he he's like, you know, measuring out the chainsaws. He's like, which one of these million more here? You know? And he goes outside, and he goes, I'm gonna test them out. And he's like, you know, like hacking on the big log, and the guy in the background's like, Yeah, yeah, you know, like going like crazy. And uh and then the scene at the uh the radio station when Stretch is doing her thing and you know, uh Leatherface is, you know, get, gets her on the on the, uh, I guess it's like the tub of ice with the beers in it and stuff. And he starts like using the chainsaw as like a big, fine, you know, giant phallic, you know, dick thing, or whatever. And 
it's just it's so many fucking epic parts of this film. It's just so many scenes I can remember. Like, and when she finds uh, her co-host, you know, what is his name? Um, uh, what she calls him? Uh, uh, LG. Oh, she yeah, finds yeah. LG with, with his face off, and I mean, oh, there's so much stuff in this film. I just love. Uh, I won't. I won't ruin the ending, but uh, the ending gets very reminiscent of the first one. Um, you know. Of course, I'm giving it away right there, but it's like I said, it's, like, it's not exactly, but it's very reminiscent. Um, it gives a good new final girl, fine kind of, kind of thing, whatever. That girl stretch, um, yes, that girl stretch. I think she was at one of the cons we were at. I think was she not? I think so. Yeah, she she does go yeah. to a lot, a lot of cons. Yeah, I, I wanted to meet her so bad. I think we just ran out of time. Same with like what's on some of the other day with Christopher Lloyd was at the first horror hound we went to, and I didn't meet him either, which really pissed me off. Oh yeah, there's several people from Back to the Future. I think Biff yeah, was there. Too. Tom Wilson, yeah, Tom Wilson and Christopher Lloyd, and yeah, it's, I wish, of course, Michael J. Fox would be fantastic. But anyway, get off track here. But um, <laughs> again, like the, the whole thing of like the chili cook off with the first of this, and he freaking finds a tooth in the oh, it's just it's just great. Like this movie is so funny. But it's also really freaky, and the ending is just like the setting for the ending is just fantastic. Like it's just so much better than like the first. I think for the fact that like it takes it out of like the house and puts it in like this underground layer thing, and just it's just fantastic. So uh, I'm not sure what your you know thoughts on this movie are. I, mean, I think I know you like it, but uh, just, you know. I actually I, I'm not the biggest fan. Uh, I'm eh. such a fan of the original. I think it paved the way for the slasher genre. And this one, I just kind of felt mocked it. It it made Leatherface a mockery. It oh, it did. It did. You know, it and it did. made him nothing about this movie was real. I I mean, it is kind of gross and grimy, but it's just a completely different movie. It feels like a parody version of the original, and that usually doesn't bother me that much. But I don't know, man. Like you can't do my Texas Chainsaw Massacre bad. Like you, you know, you can't. I, usually, I'm all for it. You know, because sequels never really diminish the originals kind of impact in my mind. I know a lot of people, you know, like you, you don't want scream five to come out, you know, cause you don't want to like ruin the franchise. I, I'm usually good at separating films from their like shitty sequels, but yeah. I, I don't know, man. It's just, this one's just a little too hokey, a little too over the top. See, I don't, I don't agree. Like, okay. I, everyone knows me, knows that I hate evil dead too. Like, yeah. I just don't like True. it. Because it's, cause it, cause it, I, mean, I think it's because it's more of like a just a retelling of the first one, and then done hokily, or is that even the word hokily? Or <laughs> Hoke. done very hokey like. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but like this one, I think I mean it's a totally different story. You know, it kind of it's like a, it's a direct sequel to the first one, and it, I don't. I just I think it, it was done way better than Evil Dead Two was done. That's just my opinion on this. But I, I, I understand what you're saying, though. Trust me, I totally understand. And a lot of people will agree with you more than they will with me. But See, I don't think yeah, so. I, I think this one's universally loved, actually. Really? I feel. I, I would, I'm going to put a poll out. Yeah, so I'm, definitely. I'm very curious. I'm, yeah, because I'm very curious to find out if that's true or not. But like I said, I just love the characters in this. They're just, they're just great. Like, like if it was Chop Top, I mean, Bill Mosley, God, I love that guy so much. He he and Robert England are like my two favorite like horror actors like from like, you know, yesteryear is what I say because like they're doing like a lot of the old stuff. Uh, that's what they're known for. But like, I don't know, man. I just, yeah. Nostalgia, 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 nostalgia. That's just the way it is. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, that does play a huge factor definitely into your appreciation of a lot of movies. You know, even I've noticed that too is I a lot of films I'll look back on and be like, damn, like this is bad. But like I watched as a kid or, you know, I have great memories with it or whatever. And, and so like 
I, I you still have to appreciate it. You know, nostalgia is a hell of a thing. No, oh, it is. It really, like I said, we've talked about that multiple times of how it's, you know, it's it's just all the way that it is. So, but uh, sorry, um, <laughs> someone wanted to peek in. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, like I just said, this movie is one of my favorites to watch. I can just pop it anytime, honestly, and just kind of watch it and be kind of fun and stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's just it's a good film. But, but I totally understand where you're coming from, though, so don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying that it's just it's coming from two totally different sides of this. Um, but, you know, let's get to number one because I think I know what our number one is. And yeah, let's just, let, let's just get into it because, uh, I mean, yeah, let's just get into it. Here we go. Number one. Come on, Franklin. It's going to be a fun trip. They're here. Hey, lick my plate, you dog dick. I like the unknown and strange and bizarre things. Uh, it's, it's really weird because I've had people ask me about making these films. Are do they scare you when you're making them? <laughs> it's like, no, it's not at all scary. Numero uno. Um, I've got Peter, Paul, and Mary. The song is Love from 1969. Oh my God, me too. Are you yeah, kidding me? Yeah, no way. Holy shit, dude. Sick. No fucking way. That's awesome, brother. No, I got Texas Chainsaw Massacre OG. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. Okay, so this is the only one we share. Um What's not to say about this film, man? I've I got a lot of kind of stats and some fun facts on this one, um, but it, I'm not going to mention them because I already talked about all those in our Texas Chainsaw Massacre episode from season two. So go check that out if you want to hear a lot of cool uh, things about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, film. Uh, I'm just going to give a brief overview, just because you know I feel like you know being in season three of just talking about horror movies, you talk about certain movies so much, you know. Um, yeah, true. This one is definitely one of those ones I always praise. I think this movie is extremely important in not only the horror genre, but film movie, film movie, film history as we know it. You know, it. it's just, I don't know. I think it definitely deserves a place in history. Toby Hooper oh, yeah. killed it with this movie. It, it's his first, like, you know, break. It, it's his breakout film. Uh, I know that filming conditions were horrible. And I've always heard bad things about the way that he kind of treated his actors during this film. I, yeah. I don't know if he was like that all that's just his directing style or if it was this film, he didn't really, you know, he wasn't really very kind of educated on being a full time, full length director, excuse me. So I just know that a lot of things were awry during this film. The conditions were awful. Uh, the guy who played the hitchhiker, Edwin O'Neill, he served in the Vietnam war and said that conditions filming this movie was worse than Vietnam war. If that just goes to show you how awful, you know, filming was and God, you can really tell, you know, this movie is just uh -huh. grimy, gritty. It's nasty. If, if you're looking for kind of a movie that kicked off the slasher boom, check out this one and, and black Christmas. I hi always highly re recommend them together because they came out like a month or two apart in 1974. Just, yeah. just a fucking classic movie. Just absolutely oh, amazing. Uh, you and I watched this movie together with Adam in Atlanta. Yeah, uh, I was. Dude, that was so much fun. Seriously, yes. I, it was. It was a very good nostalgic moment for me right there to watch with you guys and have that memory. So, 
Yeah. I mean, the only thing I put in my notes, like, it's funny because you look down through the rest of my top five and they have, like, all these notes. And, like, the only thing I put for Texas Chainsaw Massacre was this movie is, an epic, is as epic as they come. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, and, like, you can't, like you said, it's, it's, it, it is a slow burn. Um, so, if people don't like slow burns, it, that, I think that's why they don't like it is the fact that it does take a little bit to get into it. You know, but it's, but it, it's, it's building. The whole movie is building to the ending, literally. Like, because you have to lay the groundwork for, you know, who these people are where they're going, where they're at, you know, who's behind all of it. So you have to understand all this stuff first before you can kind of get the grasp of the ending and make the ending make sense and for to make the impact that it does. So and that's with almost any movie that, that, that flops. You know, if it's a slow burn and it doesn't pay off at the end, if you know, all this buildup doesn't mean anything or the buildup is not informative, it doesn't mean shit. Right. So it's like, you know, so you almost have to kind of go through the non-horror part of it to when you get to the horror part of it, that it actually means something. It actually has the impact that you want it to make. And I think Toby Hooper did a great job of the build up to this, this ending to this film. So that's, that's why I love it so much. Um, you know, it's, we've talked about it before. It does not many, many chainsaw kills in this movie, but it all means something. It all leads to this finale that you're like, wow, what the fuck? You know, it's just, Whew, that table scene just every time, dude, just gets me. Oh, yeah, it just, brutal. It, it, people say it's so annoying, but it, it honestly it grates on your nerves, and that's a brilliant part of it. Like it really, it really get, it affects you as a person watching it. So, yeah, yeah, and it, it really does kind of hold up to this day too. You know, mm-hmm. being released over forty years ago, I believe it's like forty six years ago now. It's crazy. Um, just God. Yeah, and it, it it's just. It's classic. I mean, there's nothing else really to say, you know, and it, it, you mentioned the title. Okay. I'm going to mention, I feel like I talk about this all the time. Again, the yeah. title, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I never really understood that because he only kills one person with a chainsaw in this film. And that, that's Franklin. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yep. And he kills two people with sledgehammers. Now you always hear this joke from me. I always say it should be called the Texas Sledgehammer Massacre, which kind of doesn't sound as cool, but like almost, yep. you know, it does sound all right, but yeah, Texas Chainsaw Massacre does sound better, though. It's my opinion. So. Yeah, I mean, he kills two people with a sledge. I don't. I just. I don't. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just. I you know. Well, I mean, te- and it'd be interesting to think if that was its name. You know, maybe would his main uh, kind of weapon be a sledgehammer, and that could actually be the next slasher icon. He would kill people with sledgehammers because no one else really does that. I agree. Oh. That could be something. Have you seen the movie Definitely. Sweatshop? I have not. Bro, watch that movie. It's a, it, I'm completely going on a separate tangent here, thinking about killers with sledgehammers. It's like this fucking massive-ass, big-ass guy, and he has this insanely huge kind of sledgehammer. It's almost like an anvil on a stick, and he just fucking obliterates people, dude. It is so good. So many jokes for that. Oh, my God. So <laughs> he obliterates him with his anvil on a stick. But the way the way you describe it too, he does a long stick with like this big head on the end. You're like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I see you, big stick. I, I see you, boy. I see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, I will definitely check it out. I will. It's on my list right now. Yes. So. Excellent. Um, but like, like I said, this movie is just it's epic. That's all I can say about it. It's epic. If you haven't seen it before, I'll say it for the second time in this episode. What the fuck is wrong with? Get them. Go watch right now. Stop what you're doing. Go watch right now. I mean, listen to the rest of the episode first. Then go watch it. So yeah, um, yeah. So I think we talked about a few films we wanted to add here at the end. Uh, I kind of think I know which ones you're going to talk about here, but 
Um, mention one of the ones you, or I guess however many you have that you just didn't like uh, from, from Toby. I didn't like Eaten Alive at all. Okay, I was going to watch that and I decided not to, so I'm glad. Okay, I'm glad I didn't. So. Yeah, it's about like a hotel owner or something, man. It's been a little bit since I've seen this one, but he has this like killer crocodile and he kind of just like feeds people to him. It's just, I don't know, it's just not my style. Robert England's in that one as well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but yeah, I just never had a really a good time with that one. I never really thought of it to be that good. Um, that one and Mortuary from 2005. Yes. Have you seen I that one? I was talking about that one too. Yeah, I, I watched it for the podcast thinking, I'm, oh, here's one I haven't talked about before. You know, it may be pretty good. But um, yeah, yeah just, <laughs> it's just not fun. good. It's I like like the killer and everything. The, like it had a it had some good aspects to be like a good slasher movie, but it's like kind of more f- so focused on like a family. And yeah, there's just a bunch of like CGI, like black. I, I don't even know what the hell that is. Just something. I I, I can't remember yeah. what that stuff is. But yeah, that that movie was kind of a letdown for me. Um, yeah, but yeah, th- those two mainly were the other ones I was thinking of. Yeah, well, Den- you know, Denise Crosby, you know, she uh, from Pet Cemetery fame, and it. she was really like she's a really good actress, and she really did a great job in this film. But it's just she couldn't carry it; she couldn't carry it past anything. Uh, my cousin is in it. Uh, his name is Bug Hall. He played Cat. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I was going to say what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 that'd be cool. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it, it has a good start. Like it has a good build, but it just doesn't build anything. Like it just kind of goes nowhere. Yeah. Whatever. So, what's funny? You mentioned uh, Denise Crosby. I just watched Dolly Dearest earlier today. Have you seen? Oh that? wow, I have not seen. It's that not one. good. I've heard. I w- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to do it. We need like like a top five dolls movies. Ooh, that would be fun. Yes, yeah, so next next season that'd be one of our one of our shows next season. As so. far as we didn't do that in the first season. I know. Well, I guess it was we had to keep it to twenty, and I think the ones that we picked were pretty solid. True, you know, but I think that's one. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll throw that in. And like I said, the the fourth season, the kind of like like the mixed bag. We'll kind of just like, here's what we should throw in the first season, but we didn't. So. <laughs> See what? Um, one also that I tried to watch that I just could not. I turned it off halfway through, and I was just like, "This is dumb as fuck." Was Invaders from Mars? Oh, really? Yeah, I just I, it was so like weird, and yeah. like it just I don't know. It seemed like it seemed like I had written it back when I was like in fifth grade and like tried to film it with like people that I didn't know because the acting was so robotic and I don't know. It just, it just didn't flow well for me at all. It just seemed like it was thrown together in like last second, like just filmed in someone's backyard. And I'm like, nah, this just doesn't do it for me. So yeah, I, I don't, uh, I don't hate or necessarily like this one. It's just very kind of below average in my opinion. I, yeah. I've only seen it once. Um, I remember there being like really cool kind of special effects and I'm thinking of like the, uh, isn't there like a tummy monster or something? Uh, see, I don't think I got that far, honestly. <laughs> I I it's like when they, he goes in the spaceship and like, there's like the monsters in there and shit. I thought that the monsters were pretty cool, but yeah, that's kind of all I remember from it. Honestly, it didn't really, I don't remember too much of it. I just remember being like, Hmm, this is a movie. You know, I don't, I didn't yeah. hate it. Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, there's one I want to talk about that I actually did like that just didn't make the top five for me uh, was the Toolbox Murders from 2004. Have you seen this before? No, I've seen the sequel, which blows butts. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, Angela Bettis is in this. She was in like, um, uh, was it Meg? Is that, no, what, what, what movie was she in? No, May. No, it wasn't May. It was May. 
Um, she's also in the Carrie remake that no one's ever seen in 2002. Um, but I love her. Uh, Sherry Moon Zombie is in the very first of this film. She gets killed off pretty fast. Wait, for real? Uh, yeah. It's like the first like five minutes. No kidding. I didn't uh, even know she was in anything that Rob Zombie hasn't directed. Yeah, about to say, well, she's been a couple of things he hasn't directed, but yeah, it's one of these, you know, one offs that like, it was like, it was like almost like a psycho thing, you know, kill her off fast type thing or stream thing where they take a big name artist or like, you know, in horror, I guess, and kill her off. But uh, it does a very good job. But the movie is very good. It actually makes sense. It's um, kind of cryptic, uh, but it, the acting's really good in it. Uh, the killer is freaky as hell. Um, so yeah, if you haven't checked that out, definitely uh, watch that because it's, it's pretty good. So, oh, well, I'll be damned. Yep. Well, that wraps up for uh, Toby Hooper. Uh, yeah, if you haven't seen those films we talked about, go back and watch those. We tried to not to ruin very much. We you know, kind of give you spoiler alerts here and there. But, um, yeah, go check these out because there are some pretty solid-ass films, especially Texas Chainsaw Massacre. If you haven't seen that or the remake, seriously, go watch them because they will change your life, most definitely. Yes, 100%. Uh, all right. I um, guess we get to some shout-outs here. Um, Shout-out to the patrons. I mean, every week we just – we just added three new ones just recently. Um, so guys, you're killing it for us. We really appreciate it. Keeping us going, paying the bills. Uh, just, we just love you guys to fucking death. Yes. Thank you so much. Uh, again, I feel like Wes and I would love to do this, even if nobody even listened, you know, it's always fun to just get together and, and talk horror. And the fact that, you know, we resonate with a couple people <laughs> more than a couple, but, it's just so nice to just be able to share this with you all. And the fact that you guys even think about giving back to us is just mind blowing. So seriously, a million times. Thank you. You know, anybody that's bought merch from us, anybody that's, you know, even given us the time of day, any, every listen is great. And we love kind of interacting with you guys. And that's what we're here for, man. We're just here to talk about horror movies and our, our passion for the genre. And it's just, Again, I, I can't thank any of you enough for just being a part of what we do. Seriously, it's a, I echo everything you just said. Like it's you know, especially the merch part. You guys are eating the merch up like crazy. Uh, the the scream Halloween mashup selling really good. Uh, the masks sold really well. Uh, but yeah, we just we appreciate you guys and uh, Dan that uh, just redid our logo without our faces on it. Uh, with the ghost face and Jason coming around the coffin. That, that was just amazing. I just I, I love it. So uh, really appreciate you. And, um, yeah, you guys keep us going. Seriously. I, I, the interactions I have with you guys, too, like, you know, through Instagram, just, the, you know, the DMs talking back and forth about movies and about the podcast stuff. I just I really enjoy that, too. So uh, keep that going because I just love interacting with you guys and uh, love all of you very dearly. So, yes, 100 um, percent. Yeah. Um, Want to talk? Yeah, and just go check our merch shop out. Uh, the link is in the It's a Horror Podcast uh, bio and is my bio as well. So go check that out. Um, some podcast shout outs. Uh, first of all, I want to shout out Dolls of Horror. I was just on their episode, on one of their episodes lately. I think it comes out here pretty soon. By this time, it should already be out. Uh, we talked about one of my favorite creature features, uh, Ticks, and love that film. I know, I think you like it too, don't you, Kev? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so much yeah. fun. Yeah, it was it was a very fun podcast to be on. We had a great time with that. Um, so yeah, go check that out. I'll, I'll uh, share that when it comes out, so you guys can check that out as well. Um, and then another one that uh, I was recently involved with, very you know, very lightly, uh, podcast on Elm Street. They do they did like a listener 
a listener choice, I guess. So they would spin a wheel and they would pick one. And mine was actually the very last one they picked, which was Tusk. And everyone knows how much I love Tusk. So they talk about that film and uh, give me a cool little shout out. So thank you guys very, very much for that. Uh, really enjoyed the episode. And uh, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Keep pumping those out. Um, we also have, of course, a, uh, well, you know, my brain's shutting down here. <laughs> um, wow, dude. I just fucking blanked big time. Uh, Owner of the Dark Podcast. There we go. Wow, man. That, that was, whoo, I'm getting old as shit, guys. Seriously, just forgive me. Um, yeah, those guys are pumping them out, and uh, they've been kind of silent lately, but I know they're kind of pumping some stuff up for later. So love you guys to death. Honestly, just you're my inspiration for doing this. So, um, And last but not least, of course, uh, the Horror Basement uh with uh those guys over there we appreciate you guys letting us piggyback on your network the tennessee horror news network uh really appreciate you guys so much and also we're also a part of the point of uh interest network as well so go check those guys out too um still working on getting our network set up i've been real busy lately still can't get enough podcasts to join yet but we're going to get that going i've been relax on that so we get on that i promise you um and also gonna we're also working on some more content as well too so just be patient with us we've been super busy kevin started a job recently he's now uh working for one of the biggest package handlers on the planet so congrats on that bro well you know i'm just used to handling packages so i figure i might as well get paid for it you know well, I, I pay you for it. I mean, I leave this stuff on the nightstand, right? I mean, true. Is that not enough? Is that not enough for you, sir? Any more packages to handle? I get paid a little bit more now than what you paid me. I guess I got to up my up my uh, my pay scale. I guess. All right. <laughs> Duly noted, sir. Duly noted. Um, uh, all right. I guess we'll uh, plug ourselves up as we always do. Uh, you can find us on uh, Instagram at It's Horror Podcast. Same on Facebook. Fuck Twitter. Fuck it. Uh, no, seriously, and, fuck Twitter. Like, what? Why? Why? Don't just seriously. don't even worry about Twitter. Just, just yeah. Just if you have an account on there, just cancel it. Just don't even worry about it anymore. Uh, and also, fuck racism. We wanted to put that in there too. Like last last episode. So yeah. Um, but to bring it all back again, guys. Just be good to each other. You know, love each other, support each other, and that, that's with all aspects of life. So just we just want to keep that going and. Uh, yeah, the, the world's in a really fucked up situation right now. But let's just, like I said, if we just treat each other like we want to be treated, it's all going to be good. So um, I can't think of anything else we need to talk about. I think we kind of covered everything. So I guess our next one is uh, figuring out what we're doing next time. And I think we were we were talking about this through DMs, I think a couple of days ago or yesterday or whatever. I think we actually decided on one. Or did we? I don't think episode. we did. <laughs> we were going to figure out... Yeah, we, we we're going to talk about it before we started filming and then we just completely forgot. <laughs> uh, we talked, we talked about a couple, but um, I know we were going to wait on one till closer to the end, but um, I mean, what do you, what do you think? Or do you just want to surprise the people for next week? Um, I think we should maybe be tell them. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of who we were even talking about doing. Yeah. Let me, let me pull up my list here. Cause I have, we have a list. We actually made a list. Oh, whoops. I hit the wrong button there. Um, but it was funny. We actually were in Atlanta. We were actually, it was the last day of our trip and we sat down in a little coffee shop and made a list of directors that we wanted to cover. Ooh. Um, okay. I know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just saw it too. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell us. So we, we mentioned three directors and 
you know, we're trying to kind of sp- space them out a little bit. We don't want like superstar after superstar after superstar and then have, you know, some not as well-known guys. Um, I know we were going to do one, but I kind of want to hold that off. Is that okay? That's totally Okay. Totally. Yeah, you know who I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so I was thinking we could do the films that were directed and produced by Alexander Aha. Yes, I like that. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. And I, I mean, I hope that's how you say his name. You, trust me, next week, or I guess two weeks from now. I thought it was, I, I thought it was Aja, but maybe. That's what know. I'm saying is like, I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, uh, right. I'll teach you all about it uh, in two weeks. Yeah, from teach now. me. Teach me, baby. Teach me. Uh, we, we still have a lot of directors left to go. Um, I mean, let me just run the list real fast of what we have left to go because I won't give you any. This is not like a you know a list of how it's going to go, but this is the ones we haven't covered yet. So, of course, there's Wes Craven. We're going to cover Stephen King. Um, I know he's not really directing these films, but they're still all Stephen King films that we want to kind of encompass. Or unless we want to wait till a later time to do that like in one like show or something. We're, we're, we're working that out. Um Clive Barker, uh, George A. Romero, Adam Green, uh, Fulci. I'm not sure what his first name is. Lucio. Lucio. Lucio, Lucio Fulci. Uh, yeah. uh, we got Cronenberg. We got Rob Zombie. We got uh, Lovecraft. Uh, of course, you know, next week we're doing Aja or Aha, whatever. And then uh, Shyamalan is not what we're going to do, too. So, um, so we have a lot of amazing directors left to go. So. Please get excited about that and just look forward to your favorite director. If we haven't covered it already, hopefully we'll cover it pretty soon. Oh yeah, so. we'll, we'll get to we'll get to uh, all of your favorites in due time. Oh, for sure, for sure. And honestly, if you don't get if you don't do Stephen King in this one, I, I think that's going to be a very fun episode to do. And we have to break it up into two, honestly, because we may have to do just a humongous countdown with this stuff because there's so many films, so many adaptations that have been done. With his name on it, it's just it's mind blowing. So yeah, I can't wait for that. So. Oh yeah, it'll be a fun time. This is the longest Hell episode yeah. we have this season so far. Really? Wow. Yeah, we 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 kind of short. So yeah, we've got a uh, yeah. Hmm. So uh, we last episode we had a we had a little break for something, but it wasn't really for part of the episode. So yeah, like we're uh, we're breaking breaking barriers here, dude. So yes, sir. All right. Well, I guess that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and we appreciate everyone listens all the time. We love you guys so, so fucking much. So, uh, I guess my name is Wes and I'm Kevin and we'll see you next time. See you.